Thank you for turning on and tuning in to this episode of Musings from a Small Island with your host, Saul Luckman. Musings from a Small Island is my new podcast inspired by my forthcoming memoir of the same name. In both podcast and book, my goal is to provide an artistic take on the world and the situations that affect us all, while serving it up with equal parts irreverent humor and wide-ranging philosophy of a generally optimistic nature. If you'd like to learn more about Musings from a Small Island, as well as my other books, I invite you to subscribe to my irregular newsletter at www.crowrising.com. By doing so, you'll also gain access to a treasure trove of free content, including complimentary online versions of at least two of my books. I also encourage you to follow my blog, Snooze to Awaken, Resources for Lucidity at www.snoozetoawaken.com. There you can stay in the loop daily of what's really going on on this insane awakening planet we call home. Speaking of waking up, my award-winning novel, Snooze, A Story of Awakening, is serialized as an audiobook on my blog. So sweet dreams. Finally, on whatever venue you find yourself listening to this podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button and give it a like if you like it. All right. I have a lot to cover today, so I'll get started, even though I am encircled by an army of leaf blowers in this condo community where I find myself a stranger in a strange land. Don't get me started on the sub subject of leaf blowers. That's, a, that's like a thorn in my side. In any case, there's, a, there's been another development, another thorn in my side. I just got suspended from Twitter. Uh, I had actually two accounts, one for my healing work at the Phoenix Center for Regenetics and a personal account. And they both got simultaneously suspended when I posted a specific post, which I will share uh, because uh, it's probably important if it got me immediately suspended after all the other stuff I've been posting and I haven't, I haven't uh, censored myself very much there. So I'm finally down off of Twitter, finally down off of Facebook. Well, that happened, that happened months ago. So I'm completely deplatformed from the mainstream world, except for my YouTube account, which is a uh, Crow Rising is my handle over there. It's, if you're ever looking for me on any on any social media venue, you either find me with Crow Rising, Crow like the bird, Crow Rising, or Saul Luckman, S-O-L Luckman. Those are your two search options, and you'll probably find me. And please feel free to connect and say hello. I would like to uh, to uh, get to know you if you're. Uh, the kind of person I'd like to get to know, if you know what I mean. So I wanted to tie up some loose ends. This is the second podcast. This is the second Musings from a Small Island podcast. And I wanted to tie up a couple of loose ends and do a bit of an addendum relative to the, to the first podcast, which had to do a lot with CRT, critical race theory. And I wanted to say that uh, I had... I had set things up in that in that podcast to 
to uh, share a, another epiphany that I had had when I couldn't sleep at night, similar to the one I had before I started writing my novel, Callie the Destroyer, back at the end of 2019. That's the when that's when I couldn't sleep and I downloaded the plot for this novel, which is all about the pandemic and the vaccines and everything else. I guess I really don't have to censor myself now, you know, because this is probably, <laughs> this is, if, if, if anything goes on YouTube at all, it'll just be a little teaser of this. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pretend that this is all good to go. What I wanted to add is that after this dinner I had with this Chet fellow who turned out to be a totally brainwashed CRT drone, I, uh, I had another sleepless night where I, I was given the go-ahead, as it were, by my guidance or whatever you want to call it, to begin this podcast. So, so thus, ergo, here we are. <clears throat> Another thing I wanted to uh, bring out here uh, is uh, this amazing letter on my blog. This is, a, this is my blog at snooze to awaken. This is number two, snooze to awaken.com. You can search for anonymous professor from UC Berkeley obliterates BLM injustice narrative in fabulous open letter. And I published this back in June of 2020. So it's been well over a year. And I wanted to read a few things that I highlighted at the time and ask you to reflect on those in light of perhaps your own observations relative to current events and the unfolding of this color revolution invo involving BLM and Antifa and that sort of thing. So here are some wonderful quotes that shore up some of my points from the first, from the first podcast in, in this, uh, this series. So here we go. So it's an anonymous letter, but it's some professor from UC Berkeley and that's, that's in California and that's the, that's the main university in California and that is a hotbed of critical race theory and all things woke, so be forewarned. The claim that the difficulties that the black community faces are entirely causally explained by exogenous factors in the form of white systemic racism, white supremacy, and other forms of white discrimination remains a problematic hypothesis that should be vigorously challenged by historians. Okay, that's number one. I also want to add, before I move on to another quote or two, three or four, is that this is a self-identified person of color writing. All right, moving on. The message is clear. Black lives only matter when whites take them. Black violence is expected and insoluble, while white violence requires explanation and demands solution. Please look into your hearts and see how monstrously bigoted this formulation truly is. And I have a little meme that follows this. Uh, you must be confusing me with someone who tolerates people who are complicit in the current pandemic of human rights and civil liberties violations. Except now it's going the opposite way. It's, it's uh, from... It's a prioritize the, the situation is prioritizing persons of color and demonizing white people. And you know, that's just 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 as crazy. They're equally crazy. And I hope you can see that. The total alliance of major corporations involved in human exploitation with BLM should be a warning flag to us 
And yet this damning evidence goes unnoticed, purposefully ignored, or per perversely celebrated. We are the useful idiots of the wealthiest classes, carrying water for Jeff Bezos and other actual, real, modern-day slavers. Now, one point I, I brought out a little bit in the first, in the first podcast, the, the, the first one in the series, was that we have these, this divided situation where we have people in the, in the woke movement, and then we have people who are more, you might say, conservative or traditionalists. And one of the, one of the problems is, is the division itself. And if you were looking at this from a purely relativistic standpoint, you might say that, well, they're both right and they're both wrong. But here's the problem with that. There is a, a real enemy here, and I brought that out as well, and it is this wealthy class of modern day slavers, the puppet masters, the cabal, whatever. This is an academic writing about these people and not giving it that language, except for slavers, but cabal, illuminati, elites, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we're up against. And it's, it's not as if both the, the left, as the, the new left, and the right are sort of equally right and equally wrong here, or equally aware or equally blind. No, the, the right, as much as I dislike a lot of the narrow-mindedness that can go with that perspective, they understand that we have an enemy that is above this fake opposition, this contrived opposition between the left and the right. But the people on the, on the left today, the wokesters, they have no idea that that's the case. In fact, they mock the very notion that that could be the case. Thus, they are completely blind to what's really going on. So my conclusion would be that if you were scoring this like a basketball game in terms of truth and, and knowledge and appreciation of truth, it would be if you were if you were looking at the score of the of the conservatives versus the wokesters, it would be like wokesters thirty, conservatives one hundred and ninety, or something like that. There just there's no comparison. It's not even a contest. The people on the right are so much more plugged in to what's actually going on, and that's why they are the, they are in fact defending themselves so vigorously and with damn good reason from the woke mob, from the slavers, from the transhumanist agenda, from the great reset, this climate change farce, all of it. Now I'm gonna keep going in this little letter here. There also exists a large constituency of what can only be called race hustlers, hucksters of all colors who benefit from stoking the fires of racial conflict. And I would add to what this writer says about this subject, that these hustlers are very often in the employ of the slavers. I don't think that connection is made in this letter, but I firmly believe that. And I'm talking about people like George Soros starting these color revolutions all over the place, essentially creating a private army named Antifa, which is the the militarized wing of these left-wing wingnuts that we're, we're all up against who are trying to drag us all down. 
you do know that Antifa basically is in many ways a kind of mirror of the KKK. And you do know who started the KKK, right? I hope you know this, but maybe you don't. But it was the, yes, Democratic Party. That was their militant wing back in the day. And they both have many ties to, yes, the Nazis. Just compare, if you get a chance, the Antifa and the Nazi flags. It will blow your mind. All right, moving on. MLK would likely be called an Uncle Tom if he spoke on our campus today. We are training leaders who intend explicitly to destroy one of the only truly successful ethnically diverse societies in modern history. And this goes on to, uh, to speak about George Floyd. Floyd was a multiple felon who once held a pregnant black woman at gunpoint. He broke into her home with a gang of men and pointed a gun at her pregnant stomach. He terrorized the women in his community. He sired and abandoned multiple children, playing no part in their support or upbringing, falling, failing one of the most basic tests of decency for a human being. I would put quotes around that last term. He was a drug addict and sometimes a drug dealer, a swindler who preyed upon his honest and hardworking neighbors. Moving on. A generation of black men are being coerced into identifying with George Floyd, the absolute worst specimen of our race and species. So there you see that this person of color is a black person writing these words. It's hard to know what kneeling means when you have to kneel to keep your job. That's a wonderful quote. The ever-present soft bigotry of low expectations and the permanent claim that the solutions to the plight of my people rest exclusively on the goodwill of whites rather than our own hard work is psychologically devastating. So here you go. This is, this is Victim Consciousness 101. BLM is the academic projection of one of the worst types of victim consciousness on the planet. The other one being germ theory, which posits everyone as victims to contagious invaders that don't exist. So you can see the agenda here. The agenda is to turn us all into victims and uh, of somebody, somewhere, somehow, to create fear and division, strife, chaos, and to control us and depopulate us. That's what's going on right now. It's not gonna work ultimately, but that's, that's what they're trying to do. So again, I really invite you to check out this letter and share it around. It's, it's just amazing. Anonymous professor from UC Berkeley obliterates BLM injustice narrative. And that's at snooze2awaken.com. So it, this, um, I don't know of an easy segue here, but I will say that the, anyone talking about these types of subjects is very often censored. It's very hard to be 
honest and you get attacked by the woke mob if you open your mouth about this sort of thing. Uh, and and a lot of people just don't open their mouths anymore. They don't they don't express their opinions in social media. And it's a tragedy because we can't even have an honest debate. And that's part of the whole plan here is to keep the debate from happening. And I want to I want to on that note. I want to segue into something that I wrote in, and there's a rhyme for you. I wrote this back in April of 2021, and I thought I might, I might give an introduction to, to this blog post, which is called how to vote, vote in quotes, how to vote our way out of this mess. So this is not really about voting in, in the strictest sense. So keep that in mind before you say, well, if we don't fix 2020, we're never, it's not about that. Okay. I mean, Yes, we, we have a lot to fix in terms of the voting process, but this is a more symbolic, metaphorical, artistic take on the subject. I get so many questions I, from people who are really on the verge of giving up right now because of the extreme darkness, the kind of pea soup darkness that we're in right now. And I understand that. I logged on to MeWe. I don't know if you're familiar with that network, but I'm over there as well. I logged on after about a month of being off of it for some technical reasons. And I had all of these emails, all of them. I had several emails and comments wondering where I was, asking me, asking me how I was doing, asking me if I had given up asking me if, you know, if I had any insights or was there any reason to keep fighting or any of that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it was nice to feel missed and it was nice for people to value my opinion on these subjects, such as it is. And my answer to those questions is that I'm still here. I'm still fighting. I'm still generally optimistic and I'm still of the opinion that there is so much that we can do Really, we've put ourselves in this position by abdicating our power, by abdicating the responsibility to be stewards of the environment, stewards of our communities, and that kind of thing. So what's the solution to that type of abdication? Well, you have to take back your power. You have to reassume responsibility. In this blog post that I wrote, addresses both CRT, critical race theory, cultural Marxism, and this idea of taking back our power and our responsibility. So I would say if you listen, listen uh, with a kind of uh, literary mindset that you're gonna, you're gonna uh, have a lot of ideas sparked in your, your creative process for what you might be able to do in your own life, in your own situation, in your own community, maybe on a larger scale, just by uh, pinging off of these notions that I'm gonna put out there. So here we go, how to vote our way out of this mess. Talk is cheap and you can't have a reasonable conversation with a woke person anyway. There's no reasoning with wokeness. Woke means asleep, just as lies are now truth and the new normal is anything but. In terms of its practical application, the philosophy of cultural Marxism that gave rise to the insanity of wokeness is predicated on not listening, not having constructive dialogue, but instead forcing an intolerable dystopian agenda on humanity at the point of a gun, 
a needle, a mandate, or a law. All those in positions of power who espouse or otherwise support such an inhumanly myopic agenda must be forcibly, though nonviolently, removed. You know who these people are. They sit on your city councils, on your school boards, in your mayoral offices, in state senates, in governor's mansions, in Congress, in the White House. They run mainstream media, mainstream culture, big pharma, big tech, big banks, big everything. They speak to you on the nightly news, via commercials and TV shows, through music and movies, at PTA and HOA meetings, in courtrooms from behind lecterns and pulpits as the, as the lawnmower now fires up outside. I just, I wanna, I want to xeriscape the world so that we don't need all of this landscaping. But moving forward, they don't care about you. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your health. They don't care about your liberty. They don't care about your life. They care about one thing and one thing only, the agenda. The source of the agenda is a rabbit hole for another day. But just know there's no changing the agenda and there's no changing the people tasked with and responsible for imposing it on us. You can only change yourself by getting a backbone, growing a pair, stealing your resolve, summoning your inner spiritual warrior and letting your actions do the talking. When enough of us who are the overwhelming majority are willing to grow up and take responsibility for our reality, Miracles of decentralized liberation will happen. In the meantime, baby steps are needed to manifest our deepest desires to be left alone in peace and freedom. We must vote our way out of this mess we have through our ignorance and inaction allowed to be created around us. How do I do this, you might ask? Vote with your votes. Vote with your eyes peeled at the polls to ensure election integrity. Vote with your volunteering. Vote with your campaign contributions or lack thereof. Vote with your disavowal of anyone promoting justice over equality. Vote with your disdain for anyone elevating shame above love. Vote with your social media posts, likes, blocks, and follows. Vote with your money. Vote with what you define as money. Vote with your sneakers. Vote with your feet. Vote with your intention. Vote with your attention. Vote with your entertainment. Vote with your sports. Vote with your place of worship. Vote with your schools. Vote with how you define education. Vote with your airlines, vote with your hair salons, vote with your gyms, vote with your restaurants, vote with your health care, vote with your refusal to be tested, prodded, jabbed, and trapped like an animal or a slave. Vote with your colleagues. Vote with your friends. Vote with your non-compliance. Vote with no. Vote with your words when words are required. Vote with your silence when that would be better. Vote with your face. Vote with your health. Vote with your hugs. Vote with your heart. Every vote you cast in this way is a vote for humanity and against the psychopaths 
who seek to divide, dehumanize, and destroy us. The more people who vote, the faster we exit this hell of our own unconscious making and enter a consciously created heaven on earth. All right. Lots of food for thought there. Wanted to comment on just a couple of things that uh, deserve commenting on. One is quite obvious that people are absolutely taking it to the school boards. They're, they're going after leaders in their community who have shown their true colors as communists and fascists and paid for tools of the deep state. So that's a really, really good sign. I would also say that people are homeschooling their children in, in record numbers and it's growing like crazy. You have a lot going on with the airlines right now where there's not an official strike because that's against the law apparently. I mean, that law needs to be changed, but there's a lot going on there and a, and a lot of people enacting resistance around the whole concept of the airlines. You have people looking at their money very differently. You have people putting their assets into cryptocurrency, for example, and people who are aware that we're headed into a major market crash and they're they're acting accordingly. I'm not giving financial advice. I'm just, I'm just observing what people are doing. A lot of people are also getting off of various websites. You know, I've been kicked off of, of Twitter and Facebook, as I mentioned, but other people are choosing to just leave those. And I support that. And they're, they're gravitating to more freedom oriented sites. I mentioned MeWe. You can follow my feed that I've same feed in essence that I would be putting on Twitter at minds.com minds.com slash crow rising. So please join me over there. And, and a lot of, uh, for a lot of really, really good content. But as I was saying, people are leaving, uh, their, these websites, they're also, uh, going to, um, they're also, I just got a very strange Zoom message here. Um, don't know if that applies to me. Hopefully I'm still recording. But they're also de defying, I think that, what is that? What is the term? There's a, a term for people who are giving up their cell phones, which are these, these very sophisticated tracking and control devices. I write about this in Musings from a Small Island in the book that will be coming out in 2022, I, I, I have never had a cell phone of my own. I'm, I'm proud to say I am a Luddite and I say Luddites unite. I, I get around just fine without one, at least to this point, I've been able to. You also have people doing uh, a lot at the polls, a lot of uh, poll watchers, election volunteers. Uh, so, so much of what I wrote about over a year ago in this blog post, I'm seeing come to pass. So I'm extremely encouraged. There is more, there is more of a, of a 
backlash against uh, these useless, harmful face masks. There are people who are getting together in person and they are voting with their hugs. They're voting with their heart. There are people who are taking responsibility for their own health care. There are also people who are, you know, realizing the extent to which our, our health care system is just a sick care system. I invite you to look up the work of uh, Dr. Jennifer, I think it's Jennifer McDaniels, I think it's Jennifer McDaniels. I would have to verify that. And, you know, she's been vilified. She's a doctor who's been vilified by the, um, the AMA and, and the powers that be in the medical community. But she has a lot of food for thought. And one of, one of the pieces of advice is, in essence, never, ever, unless out of dire need, go to the hospital. Don't work through the medical system you're likely to get in big trouble one way or another doing that. And more and more people are just flat out being killed when they go in and they put them on remdesivir and intubate them and they die and they call it COVID, right? So this is a, this is a very bad situation. So the upshot of, of you know, having shared this post is that it's happening folks. It, it is part of the awakening that I was mentioning in, in the previous episode. We're seeing it all around us. I, I admit, we don't know if this is too little, too late. Is this enough to bring us back from the brink? Are we being spiritually tested in a way that will allow us to turn the tide? Will the tide actually turn? There goes the lawnmower again. I think he's just circling me. They usually do. These are questions though, these are real questions. Can we turn the tide? Do we have enough time? Are we too far gone? Are they too powerful? My belief is that they're not too powerful, that no one is more powerful than we the people when we awaken to our own power. Speaking out of just sheer numerics, we vastly outnumber the deep state. Did you realize there are something like only 6,000 elected officials in the entire United States. So you have 6,000 people heading up this beast that is seeking to control millions and millions of people. And they're doing this totally illegally with mandates, which are not, not laws, with OSHA involvement, through an agency that has no real lawful constitutional authority to do what it's being tasked to do in terms of overseeing this genocidal vaccine program. I just read today that Joe Biden, the White House, whoever Joe, this Joe Biden, this person in, in this mask with these black beady eyes that used to be blue, whoever this person is, and whoever he's working for, uh, hint, CCP. I just read that they are telling employers to ignore the fact that a court just issued an injunction against this vaccine mandate. So they're basically saying, ignore the court system, ignore a legal pause to this and 
carry on. So these are just criminals. These, this we're up against. Hello, lawnmower man. These are just criminals. We are up against a criminal syndicate, a mafia that has assumed the power in this country and throughout the world. But I don't believe it's too late. And I believe we are in the process of freeing ourselves from this slavery that we consented to. And it's happening on so many levels. I've only touched on a few of those, but you have people working. These are some things to really look into if you want some advice or some suggestions on things you can do, other things you can do to really empower yourself, things that might, might fit your situation. You, go to, you can go to Alpha Vedic's channel. I think it's alphavedic.com. Look at their podcast. They did a series of, I think, three podcasts on land patents. Fascinating stuff. I think the person they interviewed in two of the, this is a Dr. Bear Lando and Mike Winner, and they interviewed Ron Gibson in a couple of those videos. So land patents, basically, basically a way of protecting your land from, from seizure, from unlawful taxation, all kinds of things. There's also an amazing uh, thing going on. It's been going on for a long time, but it's really exploding right now. And it's called Private Membership Association. There's an interview that Dr. Andrew Kaufman gave on his Odyssey channel with the, the fellow who's heading that up. Give me a second. I'll see if I can find a website to that because that might be a little more difficult to track down. Well, Odyssey is O-D-Y-S-E-E -E, and look up Andrew Kaufman's channel there and uh, Private Membership Association. There it was, hold on. We're so close. Don't you hate that when, you know, these podcasters just uh, waste all your time looking for stuff that they should have already looked up. You know, I'm so unprofessional. But, uh, you know, and really I suck at podcasting. I'm much better when I'm just behind, you know, my, my screen and my keyboard typing away. That's my, that's my forte. But I had my epiphany after my disastrous dinner with the, you know, CRT drone. And I got the message I was supposed to be doing this. So here I am. Private membership associations with Mike Colom at C-O-L-O-M-B. And it's really worth your time checking that out. And that is an amazing way of setting up your business so that you cannot be regulated or required to require masks or vaccines or taxed in the traditional ways. So it's really, really amazing to, to look at all of that. So I'm going to move on now to the, what happened to me today when I posted a certain post on Twitter and they ended up simultaneously taking down both of my essentially unrelated accounts, which says, you know, there's a, there are algorithms or ways of finding out what you're doing on there that are, are beyond just uh, what you might expect. Well, we should, we should all expect that now, but in a reasonable and fair society, none of that would even exist. And I'm looking for this. I'm looking for the actual notification. This is my Twitter suspension that arrived in my email. Your account, Crow Rising, has been suspended for violating the Twitter rules, which are ever-changing and kaleidoscopic, specifically for violating our COVID-19 misleading information policy. 
You may not use Twitter services to share false or misleading information about COVID-19, which may lead to harm. Now, let me think about that. I wonder if censorship is harmful to a healthy democracy. This is what I share, Dr. Ariana Love, what's in the vax, transgenic hydra and parasite implants used as rapid human cloning weapons system. And I put a question mark, so because I questioned whether this is actually true, but I shared it because it was very interesting and had a lot of, it connected a lot of dots for me. And I even said, at this point, nothing would surprise me. That was my little note at the end of my tweet. And within minutes, I was suspended. So I've been on Twitter with those two accounts since like 09. I had maybe 4,000, not even 4,000 followers in the active account that I was using and hadn't even logged into my other account in months. And they both just went down like, boom, they're gone. So what I would like to do is share some of the information from that website that I tweeted because obviously it's really important. See how this works? When you find something that they're censoring, go explore it because you're over, you're over something of importance. This is a, a guest writer, Dr. Ariana Love, and she's talking about this dystopian nightmare involving uh, the shocking discovery of Hydra vulgaris and other parasites or parasites in the so-called COVID-19 vaccines. And she's referencing a, an interview that Dr. Kerry Made gave on Stu Peters' show back at the end of September. And it had to do with, um, well, that's, that's one thing she's referencing. She's also referencing Dr. Zandre Botha's discovery of these tiny little self-assembling nano devices in the blood of, of her, her uh, patients who had received the vaccine. And she ended up seeing these just uh, kind of grotesquely deformed coagulated blood cells that she had never seen in her experience as a doctor. So then you have, then you have, you know, well, you combine these two things and um, there was another doctor, there's a third element is Dr. Frank Zalewski, Z-A-L-E-W-S-K-I, who also identified in the, this Hydra vulgaris, which is this thing in the, in the Pfizer vials. And I'll quote the article, he took the science to a new level and did a chemical analysis of the Hydra, exposing that the chemical compound of the creature contains aluminum, carbon, and bromium. This means the hydras are being genetically modified before they're injected into humans. He also found parasites, by the way, in the vials. And then there was a Dr. Jane Ruby, a pharmaceutical researcher, who, quote, gave vital commentary on Stu Peters' show about Dr. Zalewski's findings, emphasizing that dormant hydra, quote unquote, eggs become very active when exposed to graphite tape and heat. So if you think about this graphene going into the body, the heat of the body, what might be activating these, these eggs, quote unquote. So this is really, really wild stuff. Um, it goes on, uh, the article goes on to, uh, we'll talk about multiple, multiple vaccines. And then uh, we get on to Pfizer whistleblower, Karen Kingston on the Stu Peters show. 
speaking about graphene oxide and all the, the COVID-19 vaccines. And that's, that's just by itself is poisonous uh, to humans. The openly um, declared ingredients, this is a quote, in COVID-19 serum should be enough to dissuade anybody from taking them. Just, just the openly declared ones. But then there's all of this just all of this monstrous stuff showing up based on the work of multiple unrelated, apparently, researchers. And so you get into this concept of DNA hybridization and what might be going on with uh, the way these vaccines genetically modify people. It's really, really wild. So it gets into this whole subject that you might loosely term biohacking. So they're, they're biohacking the human genome with these vaccines apparently, and using a kind of genome assembly uh, uh, that's an example of cross-species genomics, which is uh, very, very frightening stuff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, give, you, give you where you can look that up. It's redvoicemedia.com, redvoicemedia.com. And, you know, I'm just going to give you the website right now. It's slash 2021 slash 10 slash transgenic hyphen hydra hyphen and hyphen parasite hyphen implants hyphen used hyphen as hyphen, hyphen rapid hyphen human hyphen hyphen cloning hyphen weapons hyphen system, all lowercase. And I know that's a lot to take in, but I, I'm not setting up my, my podcast to provide links. I'm just not going to do it. I know that if I have to like provide detailed links to everything I'm talking about, I'll just not, and I'll end up not doing the podcast. So take it or leave it. Anyway, you can look that up. What's in the VAX? Transgenic hydra and parasite implants used as rapid human cloning weapon system. Now I have been writing about vaccines for a really, really long time. I, I, uh, I was nearly killed by vaccines. I received hepatitis and yellow fever vaccines back in the mid nineties before I went down to Brazil to pursue dissertation research. And within about six months, I was really, really sick. I ended up with an autoimmune illness with terrible allergies and environmental sensitivities and lots of problems. And I was sick for the better part of a decade before I figured out how to heal myself. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But I wanted to say that the, the research that I did at the time in, into what these vaccines were doing, even back in the day, led me to the conclusion that they were already altering our DNA. And that means that I was genetically modified, if you will, by these vaccines, even back then. And that by curing myself, and I do mean curing myself completely, I showed that at least at, on some levels, at some levels of genetic manipulation, some levels of that of genetic manipulation can be reversed. I don't know to what extent it's possible to reverse what they're doing right now. But I wanted to share an article from my website, it's News to Awaken. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm just gonna share the concepts from it before I sign off today. The article is immunize, quote unquote, yourself against vaccine injury with the Regenetics Method. 
and I will read just a little bit here. I've hesitated to write this article. This is back, oh, let me see. This was back in June of 2020. I've hesitated to write this article for some time because I hoped it wouldn't come to this. But with reports that a possibly mandatory COVID-19 vaccine is only months away, safety trials and the Nuremberg Code be damned, I thought I'd share the following cautionary tale that fortunately has a happy ending. And I tell my own story of getting the vaccines before going to Brazil and how it kind of broke me down. And then how I was able to use something called the Regenetics Method, which I developed, a form of sound healing to activate DNA to, to heal myself. I've got a couple of books on the subject. There's, there's various interviews I've given, very many testimonials, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you, if you go to snoozetoawaken.com and click, uh, type in immunize in quotes, immunize yourself, you'll pull up this article. And uh, it's very, very empowering. I, I, I write before the end of the article, to be absolutely clear, my purpose is to empower readers with a way of shielding themselves from some or all of the negative health effects that will, be, that will surely be associated with any COVID vaccine. It is not, it isn't my purpose to make readers feel comfortable with receiving the COVID vaccine. To the contrary, based on my personal experience and years of professional observation and research, nobody should ever willingly submit to a vaccine of any kind, forced or otherwise. Vaccines have never been scientifically proved to protect anybody from illness and they're demonstrably unsafe. And keep in mind, folks, there's no virus. So what are they? These vaccines are weaponized, genocidal drugs, basically. I also want to point out that doing this kind of thing, this, these types of mandates, mandating vaccines without true informed consent is essentially institutionalized rape. Numerous researchers, including Dr. Leonard Horowitz and myself, have claimed that vaccines have actually been altering human DNA for decades through deliberate insertion of foreign genetic material of a, of a diseased nature into recipients' DNA. I believe this is the main reason outweighing their admittedly dangerous toxic load that vaccines cause autism, which they most assuredly do despite propaganda to the contrary. They also cause autoimmune meltdown and many other serious problems for this reason and not just because they have aluminum and sometimes mercury in the form of thimerosal and other toxic ingredients like formaldehyde. So I invite you to check that article out and learn more about the Regenetics Method. And I wanted, I wanna also point out that uh, the first activation in that method is performed on a monthly basis by myself and Lee. This is a global activation. You can do it from a distance and it costs a big fat zero. You don't have to pay anything for it. So this is not a, this is not a plug for money. It's a, really just my attempt to help people strengthen their systems and fortify their ability to detox whatever is coming at them. And that could even include shedding to the extent that it's happening. You've probably heard about spike protein shedding. Now, I, in listening to Dr. Kaufman and Dr. Cowan, I'm under the impression that that type of thing only occurs in very close proximity, even intimate contact. I don't think this is the kind of thing they can drop from airplanes successfully, though I also read they're trying to do that, but I don't think that works. 
So I, we, we cannot allow ourselves to become afraid of each other because of the vaccine. That's just another form of segregation, another form of divide and conquer. At the same time, we, we can, we can move, move even further away from that kind of victim consciousness by fortifying ourselves and being really strong in our bodies. We can eat in healthy ways. We can, to use uh, Sarah Pope's wonderful line, we can get our fats straight. We can do things that don't cause inflammatory cascades in our bodies like eating canola oil and that kind of thing. We can stand on the earth and earth. We can do primal movement. We can get in touch with our own sexual energy and we can heal ourselves from a very deep level in terms of our own inner wounding and shaming and trauma. And on that note, I want to refer you to a wonderful interview that I conducted not very long ago with Dr. Kelly Brogan. It's uh, on my blog as well. I'm gonna give you the title so that you can look that up. Harmonizing the Sacred Feminine and Masculine to Access the Third Riverbank of Being with Dr. Kelly Brogan. I really, really recommend that interview. It was wonderful. Uh, she had so many insights about how to step into our own power that are, that are directly applicable to where we are in our awakening and growth process as we exit the realm of childhood and become adults finally, uh, culturally speaking, because that's, that's really what's going on. We're going to de-parentify our relationship to our quote unquote leaders, and we are going to step into our own power. And that's what's happening. And there are specific strategies, psychologically speaking, as well as physically, that we can employ to speed up this process for everybody involved. So I think that's where I'm going to leave it today. I know I, I put out a lot of information, a lot of links, but that's how I'm going to be doing these podcasts. I'm going to be sharing a lot of information from my own work and putting it together so that you can, you can see the larger picture more in the way that I see it. And I hope that's helpful to you. And as always, to quote, to quote uh, the line from my book, Callie the Destroyer, which, should I say it now? Yeah, I'll say it now. It's being made into a, an audio book, which will be available in, uh, some pro sometime probably in January or early February. So anyway, to quote from Callie the Destroyer by way of closing, once again, may the luminous child awaken in you.